0: Handbook for Humanity is a production of the DeSormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit DesormoFoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X Foundation.org. To donate, look under Funds column and choose Theology of the Body. Thank you for your prayers and support. Welcome back. We are now in part three Mm
1: -hmm. of
0: Mm -hmm. our series on the overturning of Roe v. Wade and the Dodd decision and going through what is the apostolic letter Mm -hmm. of Moliere Stignitatum. So we we kind of ended last week um, halfway through the letter and the chapters.
2: Wow, we made it halfway. Pretty close. All right, (laughs) Al. Okay.
0: Chapters (laughs) three of... Oh wait, there's nine. Never mind. Okay. (laughs) We got we got through half (laughs) half of the summary document. How about that? Um, We figured we would kind of go through the rest of the chapters and then also kind of distill this down to uh, circling back to our opening kind of ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, we sparked this conversation because of the recent legal decision. Yes. But circling that back to, okay, what is legal versus our ethos right or that is which is in our heart yes how are those related and why has the law been changed Mm -hmm. um as tom said before we started recording right working towards a culture of life Mm -hmm. not just laws to protect life right um so yeah so i think one of our our questions we didn't uh quite get to from the prior episode but actually it's the next question what key points would be good to ponder regarding a reshaping of our culture around women's dignity
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: and i think becky last time you had summarized a few things about when we talk about jesus in this letter yes like yes he talks about the eucharist but he starts with the stories of the women that Jesus encountered.
2: Yeah, the relationships, the real relationships, and the restoring of woman's dignity through the way that he interacted with them. Um, I think that that's that's really a key point to ponder. Um, Of course, Jesus modeled that, you know, for all of humanity, I think, and especially for us in this time, uh, so that we could kind of be able to then try to help women who actually hear the message and understand this reality of the dignity that was revealed through how he interacted with us to other women. You know, it's not something outside of themselves. It's something that's inside of themselves. It's, it's been uh, gifted to them. He, Jesus was affirming what was in woman from the beginning and redeeming it, you know, giving them the eyes to see it through the love that he imparted to them and so um so just you know for women to be able to to step up to the challenge of motherhood because now the law is protecting motherhood Mm. um that to be to be told listen we want to just help you unearth Hmm. all your capacity for this role I mean, we know that we just we can't just tell you about it and leave you on your feet. We want to accompany you and resource you for it. But it's not something outside of your grasp. You've been created with all of that is within you it speaks to this stepping up to this task and and you're you are resource for it in your body, in your physical makeup as a woman, in your psychological makeup as a woman, in your emotional um, you know, the way that you are as a woman so yeah i think those are those are the key points for reshaping the culture is restoring to women the truth of the dignity of who they are mm-hmm. not that they have to come up and achieve but that they recognize the beauty of of what who we are i think yeah, i mean there's a lot there and we could do a whole other podcast about really reorienting women since the co- since contraception we've grown more and more um, wired towards uh setting our activity as women in the model of man where we're constantly productive you know we're expected to be constantly productive that's not a woman's reality that's if you think about our bodies and the rhythmic Hmm. nature of how our bodies change every month in different cycles then we're not wired to be constantly on you know men were for the sake of being able to provide and to protect and to do the beautiful gift that they are but if we're why wi- if we're setting our schedules and our activity as women according to that what men are able to do then we're not really honoring and being honest with what our our greatest gift is in the different seasons that we go through, even in the space of 30 days. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a really interesting, uh, I mean, there's a lot more to talk about. That could be a whole other podcast, yeah. but it's, a, but it's, it's a key point.
4: I hear, I hear Dr. Veronica secretly yeah. joining us in <laughs> and saying, uh, this is why she has so much business, right? Yes. Why she has yep. so many clients yeah. that come to see her in general. Yeah. Um, and, and having that, um, idea of, of if women move closer to men in their being who they are
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, as Becky was just saying they lose what makes them special Yes, uh, going forward but I, I'm going to throw out uh, a cultural line that uh, probably dating myself but so what about the perspective of what we're talking about from a, a thought of uh, some people saying you know the concept of women mm-hmm being barefoot and pregnant mm. as mm-hmm. a lesser mm-hmm. and I see Adele just, mm-hmm. I got the laser beam <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I feel the pain it it's,
3: just, it's wow. getting it's getting warm in this room really yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm just
4: just throwing that out there as a point in case some of our listeners are sure having that idea yeah
2: that's not what we're talking about because really there's I mentioned that book in the flow and and basically there's there's a lot of things that I that don't really match up with Theology of the Body in that book, but there's a lot of really, you know, probably 75% of what could really give us a new orientation. When we talk about rhythmic living as a woman, um, the author of that book, who is a woman, kind of maps out these different, I've talked about these different um, diagrams of like, what would a woman, how would she structure her activity in the workplace Mm. according to her cycle? How would she structure her, Activity with her children according to that cycle with her spouse with you know other females You know and it and it's like every aspect of a woman's life Really is affected by where we are in our? Cycle you know it could be we could be if we understood ourselves and really embraced that about ourselves and didn't wire ourselves to be constantly on which is what contraception did it, it caused us to be like a man, really, cut off from the hormonal fluctuations, right? Because this is what we talked about in other episodes. Go listen yeah. to the other ones <laughs> <laughs> that have to do with this topic. But I'm getting into a whole other topic. But, yeah. but you get what I'm saying, yeah. Tom. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I think yeah. it's...
0: Perfect, and it's a side tangent, but it makes me think of doing research on the food industry mm. or industry in general is, yeah. compared to centuries ago people lived seasonally right mm-hmm. you had the seasons like winter spring summer and fall
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: your food ordered around the seasons
3: mm-hmm. right
0: your lifestyle ordered around the seasons mm-hmm. your job ordered around the seasons and like you're saying like for for women
3: mm-hmm.
0: your your month yes goes through seasons and cycles mm-hmm. yes so you're familiar with that mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. whereas you Usually a mantle mission is how do I remove variability from things so that things are consistent?
2: Mm-hmm. Right, for the gift that he is. Does it make sense for him, right? And to so, to
0: and so even one of the reasons mm-hmm. we probably have, like you said, the hormonal issues is because the food industry, like now you can get anything mm-hmm. at any time, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And our, our food source doesn't ebb and flow with, with nature anymore.
2: Right, true,
1: right.
0: Our climate. Like, even though we have the seasons, especially in the States, we lived in air conditioned homes Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. heated homes, right? Mm -hmm. It's going to be the same temperature all year long if you're inside, (laughs) right? Versus going through the seasons and trials of heat and cold Mm -hmm. and the nature of resilience that comes from that.
3: Mm.
0: And so now when we have periods of Mm -hmm. being faced with having to be resilient, it's difficult. And I think that does translate into our relationships as well. It's like Mm -hmm. people can't handle the variabilities or seasons because for so long we've tried to moderate everything
1: we've gotten spoiled or or um lazy or whatever you want to call it yeah yeah but because you know life was tough Mm -hmm. it still is tough Mm -hmm. uh, but in a different uh respect i mean you know we have so many conveniences and so forth but i'd like to comment on the the difference between the men and the women and Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. we were talking about um Two things about women being able to do everything or whatever. Yeah, constantly productive. Uh, a certain person mm-hmm. that I know very well um, who was working and had uh, maybe two, maybe three, probably at this time, three young children, you know, maybe, you know, two years apart or something like that, but still hands full, working full time. And um, I remember the comment was, they lied to us. They lied to us. Mm-hmm. What What are you talking about? They told us we could do everything, mm-hmm. and they lied. Mm-hmm. So, 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 mm-hmm. trying to manage a full time job and three little kids uh, was no. You're not superwoman, right? You know. So, d- so mm-hmm. to your your point about yeah. the cycles and so forth. Okay, all that. All right, that was the one thing that I heard. You know, with my own ears. And the other thing, and I've used this in um, in in um, in retreats and talks and things that I've given as a, a classroom teacher, and I taught high school for a while, but I also taught the lower grades, uh, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, something around in that area, and uh, and I use this image, and I think it, it, I think it applies here very well. Okay, so let's say you got a fifth grade class, you got mixed boys and girls in the classroom and you know recess and they're coming in and the doors open and a wasp flies in Mm -hmm. okay right it's very threatening okay so you know the little and it's you know darting and it's diving and the everybody's screaming and you know whatever all this stuff okay so just picture this so so the little girls are just ah okay and the little boys are up and they're swinging, mm-hmm. okay? They're swinging at it. They're, they're swinging the notebooks at it. They're swinging the rulers or whatever. Finally, some kid, you know, little boy gets it somewhere, you know, and he smacks it, okay? So now it's dead, and all the little boys are high-five, 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 and the little girls go over, and they look at it, and they go, oh, oh <laughs> poor little wasp, right? Okay, what accounts for that? Yeah. What accounts for that? We're yeah. different. are so You know, we are wired differently. Uh, guys, protection. Look, here they were at fifth grade and they swinging at this threat, uh, and, you know, and protecting the, the girls. You know, just, I don't know. I just think that that really speaks a lot to me about the, the innate uh roles and differences that God created yeah. us, you know, men and women. Yeah. I have to say at this
2: point in the conversation though, there is a uh, there's a, a
1: a wood carving
2: at the Ogden in New Orleans that I love. <laughs> and it's um it's this image and it looks very Marian. It's like a a woman on a prairie kind of type looking woman and she has like, you know, the the bonnet or whatever and she's very she's holding the child. It's like mother and child. You walk behind the carving, and her hand is resting on a shotgun. (laughs) So, so, you know, that's that whole thing about, like, primary gift and complementarity. It's not the women can't protect, right? She's going to be the one swatting at the wasp if it's just her and the children, right? Correct, correct. correct. The complementarity and the genius of man and woman and how we're wired and how we can live our greatest... um, effect like be to be most um um yeah not i don't want to say the word productive because that's the negative word that i was talking about it's the most uh like really rooted in the gift of who we are and letting it be expressed in its fullest sense according to how our bodies are created Mm -hmm. and our psyche and everything else Mm -hmm. about us the whole person Mm -hmm. um anyway Okay. Yeah, what? that's right. So I gotta yeah, yeah, I gotta make one. sure we got some listeners out there that don't think like you're saying <laughs> yeah. barefoot and pregnant right. over there, can't <laughs> swat a wasp. Yeah. No, but that's but a, I good, got a, that is a good yeah. example. It yeah. is a good example. Well, it does. It's also the, the joke yeah. of uh yeah.
0: what do you call uh a family who practices an FP or a mom who practices an F P.
2: I don't know. What's that? Mom. Mom. Yeah. A woman who practices. It's called mom. Yeah.
0: Um, But the reason I have a huge smile on my face and I've been laughing is because that story is actually one of the reasons Valerie fell in love with me. Okay. Uh So you got the wasp. The very first time we met, I was at a doctor's appointment, right? She's in the room. This is a true story. I'm on the treadmill doing the stress Uh test at the cardiologist. Yeah. And she's in there like, you know, with the notepad. I'm on the treadmill and a wasp is in the room.
1: Okay, there you go. <laughs> mm.
0: So I take off my shoe, and I smack the wasp right against the wall and pick yeah. it up in the trash can. And it was, yeah, it was like that. Like, for Aww. me, it was just instinctual. Like, I'm just going to kill the wasp, uh-huh. right? Right. And uh-huh. they're, her and the other nurse are like, oh, my gosh, like, don't let it come near oh, me. Like, yeah. keep it away. <laughs> so the very first time we met, I killed a wasp in the room. So. Okay,
1: well, that's very uh, nice. a well, that's very personal <laughs> role, you know, to you. Good. I'm,
0: I'm glad I could live up to the the role that you... Good, good, good. Yes, good. good, good. Thank you. Um,
1: Thank you for doing that. Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, it's it's so... Uh, trying to think of a way to, to circle that back. But um, something that Tom and over before we started recording again, I think might be a good segue to talk mm-hmm. about culture and, and young people and making decisions. Yeah. One of our prior episodes with Dr. Sarah Denny. Yes. a yes. Conversation for the Ages. Mm-hmm. She brought up that when she speaks to young girls in high school, when it comes to uh, engaging with people in that type of relationship, mm-hmm. people don't often ask the question, like, again, it's momentary pleasure mm-hmm. versus do I recognize and understand my role and dignity in this relationship? Uh-huh. hmm And so uh, there's a an older chastity book written by Chris Padgett. Oh, okay. And the title uh-huh. is Not Ready for Marriage, Not Ready for Sex. Mm-hmm. And it's that whole idea that you were kind of talking about of like, like people see this you know, like sex is just part of a relationship because mm-hmm. I'm engaging with this activity with another person. But then the responsibilities and the role and the way that we complement each other yeah, really is the fruit and the bulk of what comes after that. Right. And if people don't think about that, yes. are they ready for it? Right. Probably not.
2: And we've been conditioned not to think about that again, going back to the introduction of contraception. Is divorcing sexual union with parenthood yep. so we didn't have to think about that
1: sex without responsibility yes
2: and so that's but now that's the turning over right yeah. that's yeah. the key point one of the key points is this uh distinct role of woman but also we get to you know some places in the document where he's talking about the complementarity mm. right and how important that is and, mm-hmm. and
4: with with the law being passed here here in our state uh, we do have that needs to be part of the thought process now um, when you're going forward, because uh, abortion on demand is not the law of the land. Mm-hmm. So um, that's also one of the reasons why we wanted to kind of lean into this. So um, yeah. Yeah. hopefully this has given some folks some, um, a little bit of fruit for thought maybe mm-hmm. in this particular mm-hmm. process uh, that we're going through.
0: Right. And to that, so people probably used to engage in that activity thinking that it's an option Mm. right Mm -hmm. it's like you you move Mm -hmm. forward you make a decision based on options you think are available or present or within your your reach yeah Mm -hmm. but as tom just said the law of the land is now that is no longer an option Mm -hmm. legally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it should hopefully lord have mercy redirect people's thought processes whenever they do get to that point yes whether in relationship or you know um so like in dr sarah denny's conversation like she would say when she Mm -hmm. talks to young girls in high school you know like when you're hooking up with your boyfriend like are you thinking you know this young man or this young person this boy like were i to get pregnant is he in a position to be a good father to actually provide for you and support you through that process because he can probably just finish high school and then go off to college and play sports or do Mm -hmm. whatever, but you have this child. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yes. The woman is the most responsible, Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm
3: -hmm.
1: impacted.
0: So like, does that change how you see what you're doing versus having that type of relationship with a person that has recognized that dignity and that responsibility to support and to be there and be part of that process and participate. That's a different conversation, mm-hmm. right? mm mm-hmm. um, That's interesting because like I know like some friends when we were doing marriage prep or when you're just young and thinking about marriage, it's like one of the things I've always thought was a great piece of advice was when you're getting to know another person, it's not just you spending time with them, but trying to recognize what type of parent that person would be. Yes. How they engage with their family, Mm -hmm. how they engage with other people's children or young people. Yes. And then characteristics around how they would actually be with a child.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Because again, apart from those momentary pieces of pleasure, that are less than 1% Mm -hmm. of your actual time together, the rest of your time spending together is going to be raising and rearing and spending time with a a young person. (laughs) that you then have to dedicate all of your time and attention to. Right. To direct them in the right place. Yeah.
2: That's why it's so important when the relationship grows to the point of meeting the other person's family, right? To see what those family interactions mm-hmm. are like. That's really it's not just about, you know, oh we might get married, but oh no, like we're getting, you know, further along in this relationship. I really need to understand what it's like to be family with you. Um yeah. Thank you for that. I, I
1: Colby. think one of the um this was a shock to me i think um 40 something years ago first child and you said do you understand what you're getting into you know 18 years whatever whatever um and i'm trying to recall the circumstances but anyway um a, a phone call maybe from my my husband a new baby you know whatever i'm at home with the baby Uh, hey uh, so-and-so invited us to go somewhere go do something uh saturday night you want to go or let's go i told him yeah or something no Mm -hmm. i I can't go anywhere without getting a babysitter Mm -hmm. or taking this kid with me okay i cannot leave this child at home that it was like it was a shock like to me it was like Wait a minute. I'm not free to just walk out and go, hey, somebody call wants to go to Missouri or Kansas or wherever you
3: want. Yeah. <laughs> you yep. know,
1: just jump in the car. Go- no, yeah. no. I have a baby and, and a child. I don't know what the age is that you can legally leave them alone without getting in trouble. What, 15? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know when you can leave your children without a babysitter or an adult supervisor. And I don't know what that is yeah. now. I'm sure there's lots of people who are breaking that rule.
0: Well, local city ordinance, I think, the curfews yeah. are 16 by 9 p.m.? Like
1: Lock, mm-hmm. your, lock your kid in. You know mm-hmm. whatever, what? What did they call that? Lock something. Lock uh, lock house. Something kids. Anyway, but the point was that there is such a responsibility, and my whole life is change is changed because this child is now my responsibility. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And and there's mm-hmm. a big shakarooni. Yes. Know, when uh, when you realize you can't go anywhere until you either get a babysitter or bring the kid with you. Right. Okay.
0: Well, to that too. So I was trying to think about whenever my friends were getting married and then they started having children and then you don't see them anymore mm-hmm. uh-huh. at all. Yeah. Occasionally, like once every few yeah. months or twice a year, mm-hmm. some function or something comes out. And I remember thinking like, Oh, like what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you home all the time? Like what's going on?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then now, I'm yeah. Like, nope. <laughs> do what you need to do. You know? Right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, but again, once you go through that experience, shifting your mindset of, uh, it's not like you should be in the position to say, I'm lacking your friendship. Like, what are you, why are you not choosing to be with us?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: To really shifting that to be like, nope, I need to encourage and foster and make decisions to help them be better parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's just with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the inverse of that, like within our marriage, is learning, like, she's the mother to our child
3: mm-hmm.
0: before that still now, right? <laughs> She's my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, every decision I make should be for her dignity and her, her value and, mm-hmm. and the decisions that she has to make mm-hmm. um, versus, again, comparing freedoms. Because mm-hmm. like, I'm sure, like, Mr. Lewis is probably like, oh, yeah, we're going to go hang out with our friends, right? Yeah. To him, it's just like a direct connection. Yeah. But then you're thinking like, oh, wait, no. We've we've got this other thing that's we've more. We've
1: transitioned into something. <laughs> that is
0: more important. It's not.
1: It's not just two anymore. It's three. And it's not mm-hmm. about competing. Mm-hmm.
0: In a way it is competing but it's like no like this is more important
1: mm-hmm. right
0: and so we need to think that way or it's going to cause other problems
2: mm-hmm. yes and
4: kudos to uh, you know I certainly say kudos to God on design mm-hmm. of woman
3: mm-hmm.
4: um, but having a perspective of um, a father with three daughters yes mm-hmm. uh, and and my lovely wife of course also involved in the family a very um, directly, and she has been saying for years on our reason in her mind um, for getting married and her choosing me um, was because I would make a good father in her perspective and a good husband. Oh, you know, and mm-hmm. so you you think about is it the handsome yeah. good looks? Um, <laughs> 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 you know those those uh, things from a, a guy's perspective. Yeah. You know was it uh, the chance to earn money was you know mm-hmm. it was those Not two right. qualities and it really oh. kind of set the tone for our family mm-hmm. and and seeing that wisdom um th- that she has because hopefully i've been able to at times i know not be a hundred percent but be able to keep up those sides um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so 33 years of marriage might might give a little bit of an indication to that i'm doing okay i'm yeah. hanging yeah. in there yeah there. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah. also yeah. an interesting perspective um as we had um friends um both male and female friends of our of our three daughters come to our home sure. uh, whatever the occasion was um and then kind of getting to know those friends and just knowing my friends, you know, just really saying to my daughters, you're just like, look, um, it's going to take these guys a while, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to kind of come along, and, yeah. and, and you know, yeah. you know, yeah. you guys have a head start for for whatever reason, you know. So in the in the this whole conversation of dignity to women, mm-hmm. that was something as as a man I learned that it was like, wow, I, I saw that for myself three distinct times as, as the girls mm-hmm. be- begin to age mm-hmm. and get you know get into relationships with with guys and it was just like man um, we, we have a long way to go but I also uh, heard recently that um, a neuroscientist was saying that literally our brains don't fully develop until we're 28 years old and mm-hmm. it was it was interesting because he mentioned that in in uh, um, I want to say his classroom had many different parents uh, in the conversation and they were guessing like 15 they were doing like 12, yeah. and so he's like 28, and the room went silent, you know? So in, in the idea of, of, of sharing that dignity, and um, also from a perspective, and I just wanted to give, you know, first the shout out to God on that, and then to yes. you ladies, okay. just, uh, mm. you know, there, there's many differences, and at least in my experiences, I've seen that development, that maturity occur quicker um, from a female perspective than from a male perspective.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd be curious to ask, why do you think that
1: is? Hmm. I have a thought. Okay. Okay, uh, supposedly uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who was betrothed at a very young, I would say we're young age now, but uh, you know, back there it was probably standard. You mm-hmm. know, 14, 15, 16, whatever, 13, whatever. Yeah. Okay, ha- has this maturity of hmm. brain development or whatever this uh, guy is. Um, has it changed over time because of what maybe what we said, you know, where we don't have the air conditioning uh, or we didn't, you know, back then and the heating and you had to go chop your wood and grow your seasonal food and all that? I don't know. Maybe we tampered with that. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah.
0: I'm wondering if it maybe goes to something else said in the first part or second part of the series. Are we recording? I don't remember. But that oftentimes it's seen that women teach husbands how to be a father are they draw mm-hmm. out they draw the fatherhood out yeah.
2: of, of I got men I got yeah is, uh, mm-hmm.
0: so it's like part of her
2: part mm-hmm.
1: of
0: part of her maturity and development is like she's she's bearing the child she's bringing the child mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. maturity in life and so she's in the thick of it and she has to immediately respond to the mm-hmm. needs of the child and oftentimes the husband is either having to be responsive or try mm-hmm. to think proactively and what else is needed mm-hmm. around that Mm-hmm. And so I can tell you, right, I've learned so much stuff mm, uh-huh. about being a father. Yes. Just from the things that Valerie points out to my intention that I didn't see, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh. <laughs> that happens often. <laughs> 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 I love that. I well, didn't see that.
0: Yeah. And um, it's not that you're ignoring it. It's right. No. Or it's, that you're... It's yeah. just like, oh, I didn't think about that that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Right. Thanks for bringing mind to mind. Well, too. and
2: I mean, it's because the child develops inside the body of the woman that we're so intuitive, right, to yep. everything. That, that's so it. That,
1: That's what accounts yeah. from uh, mama bears and all, all of that. that. Actually, this is really, um, I, have, I have the document right here, and I, I wanted to comment on it. Something about, um, it's in paragraph 18, although both of them together are parents of the child Mm -hmm, the woman's motherhood constitutes a special part in the shared parenthood and the most demanding part Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay so of course we already know that nine months and so forth giving Mm -hmm. birth and and i do know that you know one of my sons did say you know once I saw my wife giving birth, you know, they in the in the labor and delivery room. It was like, oh, I got some, yeah. <laughs> woo, I got some respect for that woman now. You know, whatever. Anyway, yeah, yeah. What, what women go through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to the document. It is uh, the woman who pays directly for this shared generation, which literally absorbs the energies of her body and soul. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. can attest to that. Yeah. Okay. Is there? Uh, is therefore necessary. it is therefore the necessary that that the man be fully aware that in their shared parenthood he owes a special debt to the woman. No program of equal rights quote unquote between man and woman is valid unless it makes this fact fully uh, takes this fact fully into account. okay, And so we share parenthood. We can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we all, well, as you said, the common source yeah. of, the, you know, from a father mm-hmm. and a mother, uh, and but the woman, you know, does the majority of the work of bringing this this life forward. Okay, motherhood involves a special communion. I'm trying to see here in this light. Okay, communion with the uh, mystery of life as it develops in the woman's womb. The mother is filled with the wonder at the mystery of life. And she understands, quote, unquote, with unique intuition what is happening inside of her. Mm -hmm. Very important. Okay. In the light of the beginning, the mother accepts and loves as a person the child she's carrying in her womb. This unique contact with the new human person developing within her gives rise to an attitude toward other human beings, Mm -hmm. the -hmm. sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And that's why women or just, uh, that's why the women were at the foot of the cross. That's why yeah. Veronica came out of the crowd, yeah. because of this sensitivity uh, that the is innate in, in, mm-hmm. in the person for having carried life within her. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something that God, yeah. you know, that little spark that God gives to the woman to be, you know, a, and men don't have, not that men are not sensitive to other people, Darn. but that um, <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's something about the woman it and, it and carrying her body. Life. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the way God body. developed her mm-hmm. uh his design. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I don't remember what, this is exactly what was in your head, but in this the summary also had noted, you know, the mother's contribution is decisive in laying the foundation for a new human personality.
3: hmm hmm So like
0: you said, like she's the one that's actually making the foundation for this new person to exist. Mhm. Which is yeah. a connection that father does not have. Mm-hmm. Does in a way, but it's different, it's very distinct.
4: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I I mentioned this maybe on one of our previous episodes, but I I read where the child's idea of the mother is the one, is that they they are actually a part of, still connected to, Mm -hmm. and then when the face of the father is shown to the child, that is the image of the outside world. Uh-huh, and yeah. both and are necessary, uh, yeah. right? and both that's are like necessary yeah. so the child can be balanced in mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. what the world is about. It is about people and about relationships, and and so that, that relationship, and that's I think a whole other show that we'll do later on, Yes, but that relationship of the father really brings in the idea if that's not positive, then that underneath, underlying, the mother could be as strong as possible, but they think that there's an evil force that's out mm. there that they're a little bit more fearful of the world. Mm-hmm. and But if it's uh, welcoming, loving that sort of thing, then that's their perspective on life. So that's a different right. face. I'm attached wow. to this, you know, very mm-hmm. introspective, but, um, m- one thing I think kind of fit into that, that category there. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: That does. It makes me think of, uh, like I said, if a father's not that face for their children, what happens from that? Um, I'll listen to another podcast. Um, uh, Dr. John Deloney show, where Mm -hmm. he takes calls from people that are calling in about family issues or mental health issues, whatnot. And he says over and over and over again about the scenario of disconnected fathers. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes for a man, when a situation is not going well, the default is I'm going to plug in and do something that I know I'm good at so Mm -hmm. that I can be productive and do things that are good.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. And so that's why... A man will retreat and go into his workshop Uh or he'll spend more time at work
1: Mm -hmm. go to the office or go to the
0: office right he'll he'll dive into things that he knows that he's good at in order to think that he's still doing things that are good
1: Mm -hmm.
0: when in reality really taking the the humble step of supporting woman in the great responsibility Mm -hmm. that she has Mm -hmm. again to to rear and raise the children that's an act of humility because mm-hmm. again the default as a man is like i gotta i gotta do things
3: mm-hmm.
0: that my family needs yeah when in reality like what your family needs is you you to be here yeah to do these things like you you told the story of your right. dad and your mom yeah. right yes she said and, i need you yeah
2: mm-hmm.
0: whereas he you know creatively found a way so that he could, could balance both mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but like i've even had that sometimes at work where it's like i work from home uh but it's like there are occasions that like i really want to dive into finishing something right now, Mm -hmm. but there's Mm -hmm. another emergent need that could be more valuable for me to be there for my family. Yes. Uh, And that's hard.
1: Yeah. It's hard. It's a hard balance. Yeah. I think it's so hopeful
2: though. There's so many more fathers since COVID that are working from home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's hopeful (laughs) for, you know, in that sense, I know there's a lot of negative that came from COVID, but there were some, the Lord has used. I
0: think that also maybe ties back to the the thing I tried to share earlier about how even our labor has changed Mm -hmm. because of we're moderating everything. Yeah. Because like what used to be, families had farms Mm
3: -hmm.
0: or they were some type of trades person in their local town. Right. Right. They likely had a shop that was attached to their home. Right. Or very close by. Very close by. Mm -hmm. Versus now you commute to an office 20, 30 minutes away. Mm -hmm. And so you're doing something that is probably you know inane mm-hmm. compared to what things used to be yeah it's uh, so like i you know like we're like professionals right talking about things but like i actually have that conversation with myself all the time i'm like if i didn't have you know like debt or other stuff that we're trying to deal with like what type of job would i want
3: mm.
0: to actually fulfill my role as a husband and father right. but also provide for my family that they need
3: mm-hmm.
0: So like i feel like i'm almost like stuck in corporate world because there are other needs that are facilitating that haven't happened, mm-hmm. versus have other friends, like we mentioned, like last time about the local family farm that mm-hmm. lost some business for mm-hmm. standing up. Yeah, like the reason I think they chose to do a farm is because for him, like the model of husband and father is, I'm going to provide for my family and my community here,
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: through my labor and my acts yeah. of love.
3: Yeah,
0: um, so like you said, you think COVID was a good thing? Bring well him, bring him in back home uh, I think uh, let me qualify sorry, that. So sorry. <laughs> sorry. careful with that the no, was a good s- thing but some, some good some, things came from it some residual <laughs> yeah, things that yeah, happened yeah, because yeah. of it right yeah uh is that more more families are now working from home or closer to home mm-hmm. it's almost like a, a turning back a reversion to yeah being close to the home
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: maybe maybe all of that is all going in and the direction that could, we could, that we're kind of hoping you current,
2: know you know, moving in the right direction. Yeah.
0: yeah. hmm Yeah. Oh, man. So now the next chapter in the letter, um, I think, also can probably tie to one of our questions about... Uh, well, here, we'll, we'll pose the question. And we've talked about mm-hmm. men and fatherhood, but yeah. you had wrote down, we often speak of complementarity and gift uh-huh. and complementarity and redemption of man and woman. John Paul II did write on the dignity vocation of woman, but did not write on the dignity vocation of man, specifically. Mm-hmm. Why do we think that is?
1: Um, I, first of all, I, I believe that in uh, the complementarity in God's plan, in his image, um, something about the giving and the receiving in his image. Mm-hmm. I know that, that, you know, in the um, Last Supper discourses, Jesus says, "All that the Father has, you know, is mine. All that is mine is His." Hmm. Uh, that kind of thing. So, so there's uh, apparently a giving, a receiving, uh, or something. And and so somehow this this giving and receiving image uh, is what pops up for me, um, and also the, uh, the Christ and the Church. Yes. This is my body given for you, and we receive Him. You know, there's something with the bridegroom. Uh, he's the bridegroom with the bride. Uh, something about that, and then also that um, uh, as far as for man, what as I was pondering this um, man's model, why he didn't write about the dignity man, mm-hmm. perhaps, perhaps this is a thought. Perhaps. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, the dignity of man. Well, first of all, men have we all have Christ as a model, but men in, in particular, okay, Christ is the model. And God the Father is the model. That's what I was thinking, too. Okay, and then you have two divine mm -hmm. persons. Okay, so that's defense, you know, already, your dignity Mm -hmm. right there, uh, pretty much. Um, And not that women, um, yes, of course, our model is Mary, but but we are vulnerable, women are, obviously, uh, and have been attacked. Not that manhood is not attacked now. I mean, certainly right Yeah, we right probably now.
2: need an encyclical now yeah, yeah, on yeah. fatherhood. Exactly. We and do. that maybe at the mm-hmm. time
1: when he was writing, the woman was the or one, the, uh, yeah, you know, because of Roe v. Wade and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, and then the women's, um, you know, uh, movement and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and so now m- my thought was that perhaps a different pope at a different time, time will write.
2: I would hope. You know, ah, that's a whole nother podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> but, yep. um, but indeed, I was exactly thinking that same line of thought okay. about God the Father is the model for man, mm-hmm. the divine person. And mm-hmm. so, again, being able to help women to understand how they have been um, invited into In a sense, divinity, right? Mm -hmm. Because you think about this, starting with Mary, ending with Mary, Mm -hmm. and that Mary truly has been divinized at this point. We believe Mm -hmm. this is what we believe that Mm -hmm. for those of us who profess the Catholic faith, that she has been fully brought into sharing in the divine life with God um, in a Trinitarian reality with them Mm -hmm. by design. By the way that she's been assumed into heaven and then um, now sits in as a, a key player not player you're not a player mary you know a key, <laughs> key woman <laughs> in a key person key in role key a key person right person. A, as a, a woman um in the redemption of mankind mm-hmm. so i think it's all of this is very much in line with pulling forward you know helping women understand their great dignity where men almost you know they have the dignity of being made in the image and likeness of a divine person God the Father
1: you know um i'm and thinking Jesus as the I'm Son, thinking the yeah. our father and the hail Mary yeah you know if we yeah. would just think through those the words that mm-hmm. we say in those prayers mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot going on yeah know, for for our for
2: to understand that whole that the whole, the whole mm-hmm. of what we what I've just said and right the com- and the complement The complementarity yeah. of it mm-hmm
0: Yeah, first thought when I read that question was kind of more going back to some like social and historical context and what people tend to talk about. Mm -hmm. In the prior episode, I mentioned like the difference in cultures between patriarchal Mm
3: -hmm. versus
0: matriarchal cultures. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so I think for most Mm -hmm. people, it's been assumed that many cultural structures are around patriarchy and Uh men as positions of authority and other stuff. So, yeah, there probably is that just consistent and ubiquitous model of what men likely are, you know, because many positions of leadership mm-hmm. have been historically men mm-hmm. or a mm-hmm. man is seen as head of the household. And right. So it's like it's just it's ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, but there has been not written by Pope John Paul II particularly, particular, but recently there has been a huge wave of people writing about St. Joseph
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's right and so mm-hmm. there really
0: hasn't I say, been an encyclical per se or a letter per se that I, right. b- I can recall but there have been a number of books and studies right. published about St. Joseph and his image and archetype as man mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in addition to Christ
1: I believe we had the year of St. Yes. Joseph uh, not too too, too yeah, long that's ago. Right.
2: yeah that's right I'm sure there must have been some writing right that was released around the year of St. Joseph you would think by Pope we'll Francis out. I would think
1: I believe he declared you know the year of Saint Joseph it would be a document you know no 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 no, no. that'd be that a document that that when he declared the year he declared the year is there a document I don't know okay. I don't know but I do know it's been within the pontificate of, of okay. Pope Francis yet. yeah sounds like a,
4: a Father's Day podcast in the future yeah
1: no we got it wait we just passed that okay yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: I, I guess for me just a really surfacey thing as I tried to educate myself a little bit better on the document, um, the time period that it was was um, considered a Marian, um, Marian year. Yeah, so that that would make sense on why he would do specifically about women because that was following Mm -hmm. through on that. And then um, the idea that Mary always points towards Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so um, just thinking Mm -hmm. that she points towards Jesus and it was her yes, um, as opposed to Eve's no, yes. mm-hmm. that really brought about salvation of mankind. Uh-huh. So the just to, to make that point, I right. think um, that 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 was actually done by her. And then also, I think from a Pope's perspective, of um, prior to Jesus, there was there there, there are women in the Bible. Um, but not at least from my knowledge not that discussion that he that god had with men did he have with women mm-hmm. in the old testament mm-hmm. and so jesus comes and then all of a sudden god in the person of jesus speaks to women uh-huh. on a regular basis yes. and yes. so as the mm-hmm. pope is the representative um you know of peter who's succeeding jesus on mm-hmm. earth it makes sense that he would talk to women so That's kind of where I was going with that, kind of just click those pieces together.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Just FYI, in the Old Testament, there are many uh, very um, uh, heroic women, Mm. and they're given uh, to—there's, you know, Ruth and Judith and um, uh, Esther in particular, I remember, um, and they are— you know foreshadowings of mary in her yes. perfection mm-hmm. you know they save the people they implore the king for favor mm-hmm. you know they they stand up for the people and so forth and so on and um be- beautiful uh, references to them yes in the old testament something you know some but you no know, the covenants were made with you know with with abraham and mm-hmm. moses, moses and you know mm-hmm. david and all these these uh, these men yes mm-hmm. well, let me you yes. think
0: too of like uh the image of queen mother so Solomon's mother. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So she's she's referenced as...
2: A prefiguration. Yeah, prefiguration, oh, but
0: also it's that image of like, yeah, he's the king, mm-hmm. but... Who can really pull at his heartstrings?
1: Yeah, well, there's right, a cause whole because he, he has a lot of women. Win- yeah, some of them, you know, there were there was polygamy and you know more than one wife. So how do you say which one's the queen? Ah, don't go there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it was it was the king's mother. Yeah, so the mother of the king was the queen mother.
2: Yeah, yeah. there's a scripture from the book of Kings, uh, and I'm paraphrasing the scripture where it talks about um, the king um, had a throne brought in. And set beside him for the queen mother, mm-hmm. and um, and she comes in and she glories in herself in the presence of the king, like you think of the Magnificat, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 what that must have been looked like as far as like the assumption and queenship, and she reigns with him, and on the side of him, not underneath him. Mm-hmm. I love. I may have said this on podcast before but when I walk into a Cajun Home and I, and you you either see Sacred Heart of Jesus a little bit elevated and Mary or you have them side by side I'm mm-hmm. like who won that argument <laughs> <laughs> But really the complementarity you know like that he he was not just like when he walked on earth with women there was no identity crisis for him in letting them provide for him mm-hmm. There's no identity crisis with Jesus about letting a woman reign with him not letting him like welcoming a woman to reign with him, his mother, you know, and that it was by God's design. Benedict Sixteenth actually wrote and said that it was God's plan all along that a couple would reign mm-hmm. in the complete redemption of humanity rather than an individual. And so, isn't that beautiful to think of? That complementarity of man and woman from the beginning was always in the plan, you know, for redemption as well with Mary and Jesus in this Let us make man in our image, male and female, he Mm -hmm.
1: created them. Yeah. Mm. I love that.
2: Yeah. Very good.
0: Next thing that kind of pops up in my mind, again, through conversion, my confirmation name is Maximilian. Mm. And actually chose, Mm -hmm. you know, St. Maximilian Colby, not actually for the name because we have the same name, right? But because of a lot of the other things that he did, and uh, a quote he's very well given credit for is, you know, he was very, very in love with the Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. And yes. then people always ask him, like, well, are you, are you kind of going too far here? And he would always say, you should never be afraid to love the Blessed Mother too much because you can never love her more than Christ did.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? wow, beautiful. <laughs> um, uh-huh.
0: And it's that,
3: yeah.
0: like I so said, that image of, and it kind of goes back to our earlier point of, like, woman's uh, contribution to developing that person. Mhm. Because yeah, Christ is not separate from her. Right. In in that way, like she set the foundation for him to be present here on earth. Right. And his humanity is intimately connected with her participation in that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah. so just thinking as a husband or a father, it's like our son, like his existence is intimately connected mm-hmm. with Valerie's contribution and participation. In a way that I I haven't done, yeah. Uh-huh. And so, um, <laughs> whenever he's upset and he's calling for mama, like I'm not taking it personal, you know, right? Because for him, like what he is seeking is for him to be rooted and and be re-regulated right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in his way from what she can offer him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, women are different, obviously. I mean, you know, we've been talking about that, and that's what we're talking about—the dignity of women. And um, I, and I know I know that yeah, it, along in this document and, and possibly also within the um, this compilation of letters and so forth, the genius of women and, mm-hmm. and, and different different documents on women that have come up that that have crossed in front of me lately that I've I've looked over. Um, there there's something about the feminine genius um how does he put this that there uh, you know, behind every good man there's a good woman kind of thing mm-hmm. that the woman is uh, she may be behind the scenes but she certainly she supports him she influences him she encourages him she you know just pairs with him uh in all of these uh you know family uh, decisions and you know uh, just just the support and I know uh in my in my particular life um just knowing that I wanted to support my husband and whatever it was his decisions were except that I w- <laughs> my my caveat was but you have to pray first you know if you make a decision I, I'll, I'll back you in anything you do but you got to pray first okay you know if mm-hmm. you if you pray first I will back you you know that kind of thing I guess I don't know whatever anyway but but that there is this this tempering capability of woman this this feminine this sensitivity perhaps Mm -hmm. that god has put there for the women to calm the men down in this particular respect just from my own personal experience this protection this innate you know i'm gonna protect guard you know um provide Mm -hmm. for and so forth and so on that men may become maybe overzealous of of sorts, you know, in order to do that. And it's like, no, 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 honey, wait, (laughs) you know, (laughs) calm down. Uh It's okay. We're going to do this. Don't, don't do that. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not going to further our situation. It's going to only inflame, you know, with the neighbors or the, you know, whatever, back off, back off, back off. And it's generally the women who can, who have that tempering, um, capability well
2: yeah go ahead
0: perfect example of that Uh this week we have a neighbor next door and they have a big dog and he's trained well but not perfect and occasionally he comes in our yard and leaves some stuff in our yard yeah right Mm -hmm. surprise Mm -hmm. so like he did it a couple times this week and I was like I'm gonna go over there and talk to him and first words out of Valerie's mouth were be nice (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: that relational piece right adding the relationship to the action but in the
0: moment I'm like pick up your dog stop letting him come (laughs) to my yard right and her her gut reaction was like be nice like talk Mm. to him but make sure you're nice yeah
2: (laughs) be firm show them kindness i'm gonna (laughs) go
4: yeah i'm gonna go along with that except for when the children are in danger Mm. or mama bear what they believe Mm -hmm. is is imminent danger yeah Mm -hmm. um usually i think it's man uh, you know just um there was uh, some great neighbors. Uh, we, we still have great neighbors, but some folks who had moved out of our neighborhood. And th- at the time, they had a, a younger son. Uh, it was the youngest person on our block. And, of course, there was a lot of older kids running through the streets, you know, having mm-hmm. better motor skills, better awareness of their surroundings, what was going on. And he would just watch this, and he would want to participate. And, you know, sometimes... Five o'clock traffic, people coming home, you know, wanting to get to their homes. They were driving a little faster in the neighborhood than they should have. And this particular neighbor was very much either depending on if you were um, at the receiving end, either infamous or famous about <laughs> sprinting into the road and literally getting in front of cars to slow down. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mama mm-hmm. bear, yeah, definitely the claws were out, and mm-hmm. <laughs> our kids were older, so I didn't have to see Lisa go through that. But um, you know, just something that she really felt heartfelt about. And and um, wait, was this a woman or a man? This was a woman. No, it was a woman. Yeah, a woman running be, out, throwing a yeah. body in front of the car. Her okay, okay in yeah, in front mm-hmm. of the car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which you know, and the husband speed bump would mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> would be like. Uh, there's other. W- he was he was the calming. You know, he was like, look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it was that kind of a situation. Yeah. And and then I remember someone telling a, a story about, you know, you you do not want to get in between a mother cat and her kittens, Mm-mm. or many other animals. And, yeah. and unfortunately, our old beagle. Um, actually had to feel that with a couple of claws across the face mm-hmm. so i witnessed that <laughs> <laughs> in the animal world and i could not believe that cat was that fierce i was like mm-hmm. uh, our dog outweighs it by about mm-hmm. maybe 12 to 15 pounds mm-hmm. and that cat mm-hmm. didn't matter <laughs> put a hurting on our poor dog <laughs> mm-hmm. and he just howled away into the backyard he was okay though he was good yeah but, but still come. yeah. so mama cats mama bears so there's some then different scenarios like sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, like you said, complementarity, right? The so complementarity. The shotgun was, uh, there wasn't a shotgun in the neighborhood, but, <laughs> <laughs> but she was certainly uh, out there she to, 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 to <laughs> slow the traffic down. Yeah. You know? yeah. And rightly, they should wow. have slowed down.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. So we've talked about so much in these last couple hours. <laughs> I know. And there's so much <laughs> we probably could still dive into. But hopefully these sessions have helped to illuminate um, some of this apostolic letter mm-hmm. and our beloved Pope's message on the dignity of woman. Uh, if not, uh, we'll keep talking about it probably at some point mm-hmm. right. or send us an email with yes. questions or things you want to dive into deeper.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always. We want to hear from our, our listeners. Thank yes.
0: you. So please continue to pray uh, for the work here, the foundation and hopefully the ways that the clients and the counselors are helping to recognize and find their dignity Mm -hmm. Uh, and again, the word dating itself is accept that you are worthy. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And so we pray and ask that you, uh, please be open to that message. Um, if you're struggling with anything and, uh, we will pray for you and please pray for us. And thank you for joining us today. You can find everything we referenced and discussed in today's show notes. If you'd like to contact us with a question or comment or anything you want to share, let us know, please send an email to handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Again, that's handbookfh1 at gmail.com. Please subscribe to this podcast. We are available on all major networks such as Spotify, Apple, or Google. If you have a minute, please leave a review. Honest, what you think. We definitely want to know. Share with your friends, family, anyone who is human that you think could benefit from these conversations. Handbook for Humanity is a production of the DeZormo Foundation, a nonprofit whose goal is to support the dignity of life, born and unborn. If you would like to support Handbook for Humanity and our mission to share truthful conversation about the body, spirit, sexuality, and being a better human today, visit desormofoundation.org. That's D-E-S-O-R-M-E-A-U-X foundation.org. To donate, look under funds column and choose theology of the body. Thank you for your prayers and support.